everyone, and welcome back to the Odafest podcast. I'm Jay, and I've got Nancy <gasps> and Angelo. It's me. Hello. Hello. Good friends. Good voices. Hi, Hi Angelo. Hi, Jay. Hello. Hi, audience. Hello, members. Hi, Angelo. <laughs> Just a reminder that Odafest 2022 early bird tickets are now available. Head to odafest.com for all the details. A quick reminder that Odafest 2022 will be a two-day event rather than our traditional three-day event. In keeping in the interests of everyone's health, we will be requiring that all attendees have masks and will be checked for vaccination status. So yeah, I guess that's a thing, Odafest. Uh, Odafest! That thing that we have this podcast for. <laughs> I've heard about it Gasp. many times. Mm-hmm. I may have participated in, in over a decade at this point. but It uh, has been two years since we did since the last I've gone one. to an Odafest. It's wild. It's uh, a glimpse into a future uh, in my life where some for some reason I won't be volunteering for Odafest. I don't know what that reason would be for, but it is kind of weird. Um, but something that hit a hit me sort of unexpectedly um everyone knows that we've got these early bird sales we, traditionally speaking we've had early bird sales we've uh, in the last like few years that's the model that we've gone with mm-hmm. um but obviously you know we're, we're doing okay we can't talk about all the bits and pieces but we're doing okay in terms of how we're managing ourselves and we run a couple of small events and things like that but like it, it, it wouldn't be a lie to say that like you know we could always use support um, in a sense. But we don't we don't typically go out and ask for it. We typically don't go out like we need your thing to do your whether it's money or like just people showing up or whatever. Um, but we did get a message recently on social media about people, uh, some of our I assume longtime dedicated attendees who have said that they're going to hold back on buying their uh, pre-purchased passes. And, uh, you know, that's always a curious thing. We're like, hey, you know, we want you to save money. We want you to support us, but we want you to save money. And their reason was like, well, I can give you five, ten extra bucks or whatever for a later pass, and that means that you will be supported more. And... And that's super sweet. Like, yeah. I... I could never ask people <laughs> for that, right? But that that's yeah. just that hits me right in the heartstrings. Like the last event that we ran was at a uh, uh, the theater downtown. Uh, I think it's Opera. I can't remember the name right now. I'm sorry, but like you know, we ran that event, but we were asking for donations only. It was otherwise free to come, and people still ponied up a lot. And I don't know how everyone's doing during the last two years. You know, some people, I'm sure, have had some hardships that they weren't normally going to go through if a pandemic wasn't going coming through and stuff like that. But, like, to see that that's how sort of people want to support us. And, you know, we always think of ourselves as like, yeah, we've always been growing, but we always try to be who we are as a con. And that is to, like, support our community. And then have the community support us back is, like, just always wild to me. Um, yeah, we don't rely on it, but we it's nice to know that it's there. So, thank you. And if you want to buy your tickets early, please do. And you can save some money and you can buy Odafest merch or other merch stuff from the vendors hall in general and support our general community that way. That'd be great. So, don't worry too much. Use the savings yeah. for amazing merchandise, shirts that. Express your love for Odafest, mm-hmm. for Seth, for Aurora. <laughs> for- Pins that you can stick to your favorite items, your favorite articles that will make them shiny and chrome. Shiny. <laughs> like a goblin, just shiny. Shiny. I love it. Shiny, shiny. shiny. <laughs> It'd be a magpie if I just collected shiny things, and I do. Oh, hell yeah. I swear that my laptop bag is like two or three pounds heavier just because of some of the pins I have on <laughs> Oh, it. totally. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the worst thing ever is when I 
when I set it down somewhere and I notice that a pin has fallen off <gasps> and I'm just like, oh my god, oh no, that, that's that such a horrible oh no. sense of loss. It really is. So I used to have a. I'm going to call it denim. It's probably not the correct name to give it, but it's basically denim or canvas, I guess. But I used to have a bag like that, and I had pins kind of like all all across the 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 front flap that goes over. And uh, mm-hmm. at some point, that bag got really dirty, so I had to try and get the pins off so I could throw it in the wash. And um, first of all, when pins have been in for a long time they actually kind of just don't want to come off, which really surprised me. I thought for sure it would just stretch the fabric and it just wouldn't come off. It would come off easier, actually, is what I was expecting. Second of all, remembering the exact orientation everything was in afterwards to put it all back was insane. Like, I don't know why I thought it was important to put everything back exactly the way it was before I washed it, but I did, and it was important to me, and it was hard. (laughs) It feels the, the the right way when it's all set up right, and when when you like change it, you're just like, "This is wrong. What's going this on? This is here? just this doesn't feel right." Like I remember, I have no memories of this place. I remember yeah. that I specifically had started from like the top left corner, and I was working my way down in rows, and like. At some point, when you run out of vertical space like that, you start putting the smaller pins wherever you can fit them. But, like, mm. it was important to me somehow to preserve the chronology of it. There was an order, yes. No, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. I'm sure all of us can say the same. I, I don't have bags that I put pins on, but I do tend to keep them on lanyards and things. And lanyards, thankfully, I don't have to touch uh, in terms of, like, washing very often. I don't know. How many people wash lanyards? I'm sure some people do, and that'd be fine. Probably but I don't. should. Probably there's a lot of once things. every few years. At the same time, I can't remember the last time I've ever washed a lanyard. <laughs> I don't gonna, have uh, like but... long-term lanyards, though. Is the thing I yeah. have like the lanyard that I wear for that year of Odafest, and then I put it away into like mm-hmm. a little box where I keep my keepsakes for that Odafest. I uh, yes for my lanyards like. Anytime I've had to rearrange anything, they still have to be in an order of some kind, and I don't know why that is. But I will say that everything you're saying makes sense. Like they, like when it comes to like pins and decorative pieces, like they all have their place, and that's where they have to be for you personally, and that makes sense. You got to take a photo of it next time you wash it, I guess. Hey, I really Before. should have, and I just it didn't that's occur to me. That's a smart idea. No, it yeah. didn't occur to me at all. That's like okay. You're talking to the person who purposefully challenges herself to put all her keycaps back without, like, having a reference to look at things. Mm -hmm. And the last time I did that on stream, I screwed up, like, five keys. But, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm getting better at it. But still, like, this is something that people always tell you to do if you're taking all of your keycaps off and then having to put them back later. Just take a picture. And I just didn't think to do that with my pins for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. I um, just as a quick aside because this is not something I've talked about yet, um, but I recently joined the merch team. Um, oh, you it's did! It's been something I've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, I hadn't joined because I was already doing some other things, but now I felt like I was it was a good time for me to join that team and get some new ideas rolling. And we've had meetings about you know stuff that we can do. And we have, uh, I, I won't tell you what it is, but we've already created some merch uh, that has had, uh, like, through our group input and, and, and you know, through sort of making approving certain things and whatnot. Uh, so I'm very forward to, look, uh, to seeing people's reactions once they see what we've made. Uh, it's not anything huge, but we are going to create other things that are, will be huge. And this stuff that we have now is also just really fun, smaller items. Um, but I hope people can look forward to uh, seeing these, uh, getting these for themselves, putting them in their weird little places that they belong for each person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's actually something that I need to keep in mind, too. It's just like I, I, I make things that I would like to get in some sense, but I also like love hearing about like what you were saying, Nancy. It's like every item has its place, you know? And everything represents either a certain memory or a chronological sort of progression of time for you. 
And all of that makes sense to me. And that's something I, I want to keep in mind as well. Because I don't always necessarily... We think about it, but we don't know that's what we're looking for. We didn't codify that information. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So. Man, speaking of memories and progression of time, oh my God. Yes. YouTube did me dirty today. Oh, no. YouTube did me so dirty today. I was just scrolling through... <laughs> Uh, the front page of it, you know? Yeah. And you know how it just, like, recommends you things. Sometimes it recommends you things you like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it recommends you things you've seen already. Mm-hmm. It recommended me the the Bad Apple uh, uh, music video. The, the Toho one with all the silhouettes from a while ago. And I did not want to know or need to know how long ago uh, that was. It was 12 years ago. It said right under the video. And I was just like... I, I physically aged Did you slap, <laughs> a you decade by looking time. at that little bit of text. But but last night I got to I got to kind of relive a little small piece of my childhood and I got to share it with Jay and Dio, who'd never experienced it before. Oh boy. Yeah. We watched the Super Mario Bros. movie. From 1993, I think it was. 1994, maybe? 1993 or 1994. Jeez. I can't believe that's how long ago it was, but I also can totally believe it. To to put it into perspective, Dio, who has been a frequent guest on the podcast, uh, she was basically born right around when that movie was released. 1993. May 28. So close to Odafest. Wow. Damn. So so this movie, this movie, it has a history and it had a very troubled production. And that really does show in the uh, in the final cut that you get in the movie. Uh, Was there to say it lightly? Uh It's weird. It's weird. I will say, like, initial impressions, I didn't go into this with anything. I knew that this movie existed because I remember back in the old days when I was a wee child, um, I was allowed to go rent videos. Yes, that's something we did. Physical videotapes. And in those video aisles was the Super Mario Bros. movie. I just never chose that one for whatever reason when I was browsing. But I remember mm-hmm. seeing it. I was just never really bothered watching it. Um, mm-hmm. Very interesting. The number one thing that really threw me off is that there was a decent amount of, uh, what do you call it, uh, practical effects when it came to like visuals and all that stuff. But there were oh. also a fair amount of CGI. Uh, not like, oh not God, like lots yes. and lots, but there was definitely some and huh. there were extended shots of CGI. And in 1993, really? that would have cost you an arm and a leg. This was pre-reboot, keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, reboot this came out reboot. in what, 94, I want to say? 94, 95, something like that. But, so some of the some of the CG that you could expect to see would be like, uh, a wall in a cave becoming like a, li- a little liquidy. Yeah, uh, someone like, touches it. like Super Mario 64. You know how you enter a paintscape? That's what it looked like. Exactly it had that like waviness. That. Hmm. But like literally. I just realized this movie predates Super Mario 64. It does because Super Mario 64 was like 1996, 1997 at what? least. Yeah. Maybe 1998. Okay. I know exactly um, what effect you're talking about too. Yes, that little waviness. And, uh, and like literally they, they did that in the movie. And I have to say, for One CGI, thing. that's got to be expensive for them back in the day. Yeah, that's that's a pretty and, high and physics base. And that thing. was a minor. That was a minor effect. There was this one shot that was probably about ten, maybe fifteen seconds long, which is quite a lot of time for computer processing. That mm-hmm. was essentially a a panoramic cityscape shot mm-hmm. uh, of CGI, fully CGI. Oh, I remember that. Yes. And that blew my and mind. And there was also like the, uh, there was also points where where Bowser, or I should say Koopa, Koopa, his face was just like being morphed and stretched and like yes. dinosaurified, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it looked so. Mm, yeah. This movie did not age well. Well, no. But I think 
I think what struck me the weirdest uh, for the movie, I haven't seen this movie in at least 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's it's how they took Mario, uh, a character that at that point in time, you had like Donkey Kong, where he was just called Jumpman. You had the Super Mario Bros. video game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think maybe Super Mario Bros. 2 and Super Mario World 3. Those were the amount of media that Mario had. There wasn't really a set personality for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they turned Mario and Luigi into the absolute pinnacle of a New Yorker stereotype. Yes. Like and- you, you watch Lewis Rossman videos and you're like, wow, this is Mario was the prototype for Lewis Rossman. <laughs> the wildest part to me was that it's the Super Mario Bros. movie, but John Leguizamo, which is the only character I, re- the only uh, actor I knew in this whole thing, mm-hmm. he plays Luigi Mario, uh, which is the last name of the Mario Brothers. In case you didn't know, and Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, <laughs> and uh, which is actually I think canon- canonical. Uh, is it? But he, Luigi takes he is the main protag in the in the movie, which is not necessarily wrong, but it is weird. And that the main weird. female protag, her name is Daisy. Okay. Uh, so it's Luigi and Daisy, but like there's no Princess Peach, there's no Paulina, even though there was definitely a dark haired New York uh, lady who could have been Paulina. Um, uh-huh. Yoshi is a little sad. He is a... Uh, if you ever watched uh, Jurassic Park 2, Lost World, and there's that chained up baby T-Rex, that's what that's what Yoshi is, except he was chained up in the bad guy castle, except he could access every room while being chained up, so it didn't really matter that's, that he was chained like, up. How long was his chain? Very strange. Yeah. Like, He's in one room, chained up. Yep. He's like, oh, oh, hi, Daisy. How are you doing today? I'm going to be your, your little lizard dog here. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am literally just and then, a and litany then, like, They change weirdness. completely different wings of the castle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here comes Yoshi walking, and he's still chained up. Is like, How long is his chi- How smart is this dinosaur uh, not to get it just wrapped around a freaking table? Also, I, I uh, don't understand. Mr. Mario is a bit of a womanizer. And I, by Mr. Mario, I mean Mr. Mario Mario. He, <laughs> uh, as he says, no lady can uh, withstand the the charm effects of the Marios. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lays it on to a uh, very sweet, uh, large black lady uh, who portrays some sort of like thwomp like character, kind of. No, she was uh, Big Bertha. She was Big Bertha, fish. which is like a fish character, but her, but there, she was not under, she was not underwater in any way. So she was more like a thwomp because she jumped around and like beat people up. Um, She's a very sweet lady, though, actually. Uh, really liked her character. But you say she was a sweet lady. She stole the rock and flew away with it on rocket Yo, shoes. The economy, man. It's tough. She has to survive, too, my dude. <laughs> rocket but on shoes, the, though. She owned a yeah. nightclub or something. Uh-huh. But on, yeah, but on the other economy's hand... Economy's not tough for she her. Was, she, more than anything, she, she traded that rock for love, my dude. She was willing to trade that rock for love, okay? Oh, my God. My oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was but, very uh, emotional at times. <laughs> to, to put the, the, the state of this movie into perspective. So back in the early 90s, it wasn't really decided if video games were for kids or not because they were pretty damn expensive. Mm, fair. And they still uh, surprisingly, are. <laughs> surprisingly, a lot of adults liked Mario 2. And so when the studio, whatever studio it was, I can't even remember bought the rights to do Mario mm-hmm. the 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 director and the uh the scriptwriters they wanted they wanted like a dark and gritty and adult kind of Mario <laughs> and that laid the, a lot of the groundwork for what we received like there there was one scene where uh everybody walked the dinosaur was playing and there were like a bunch of people in like neon underwear uh <laughs> dancing around oh, yeah. like it was some nightclub scene wow it was actually the nightclub scene that 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 Jay was talking about where Mario was uh, Mario Mario Wooing. Wooing. was uh trying to seduce Big Bertha uh-huh yeah. 
and like it 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 was just it kind of came out of nowhere and the 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 whole overarching plot was kind of like a a a, a reverse isekai plot that where what okay they were trying they 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 went to new dino city instead of brooklyn uh and and the everyone from there wanted to go back to uh brooklyn to to the real world to real world brooklyn and take over yeah and and it was just like what's going on why is this like some sort of invasion plot but then then like halfway through production uh Nintendo was like, wait, what the fuck are you guys trying to do here? Yeah. What, what the hell are you my, guys trying to do here? What is no, happening? No, here. you can't do this with Mario. This is like this is a kid's property. What the fuck? Yeah. And so like everything had to change. People got fired. Things got rewritten. Oh, jeez. And it got like kidified. Oh, but okay. Not enough. Yeah. Maybe. Very it was very like, uh, It's just a really weird. Yeah melange of things i gotta say though that my favorite thing about the movie overall wasn't necessarily that it was like mario themed nintendo movie-ish in any way it really was it 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 is definitely a product of its time which is to say it is a 90s movie because i was pointing out all the things that they like to do in 90s movies Mm -hmm. they were like uh like every time they traveled somewhere uh, and I mean like drive the, the characters are driving oh a my vehicle God, the trolley music or the whatever trolley yeah. music yeah oh, they're yeah. Like, yeah, like the equivalent music. the equivalent of like elevator music they they would have like a little dilly 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 like kind of score do 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 yeah yeah to to like a company traveling and stuff like that um yes like trolley music yeah it was it was just very like it just felt like you know. I was a one kid. thing that just blew my again. mind. Mm-hmm. What one aspect of like the two core characters, Princess Daisy and Luigi, meeting was over like early uh, payphone etiquette, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was just—it's something that I haven't needed to think about mm-hmm. as an adult ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's true. And I was just like, "Wow, that's." Absolutely. Yeah, that's the way it used to be. Damn. Jeez. And then... uh, Imagine trying to date someone because you were talking (laughs) to them at a payphone. Heck yeah. (laughs) I mean, these days it would be because we found a payphone and it was like a moment of historical significance of, oh my god, we found a relic. Quick, take all these pictures with it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh my god. I think the last payphone I saw was at the airport, and that was a few years ago. They've most certainly removed them all by now. In my first year of college, in the lobby, there were two rows. Like, there were two walls just dominated by payphones. Mm-hmm. In the lobby mm-hmm. of the college, there were at least 50 payphones. And by my third year there, they were all removed. Crazy. I uh Like, that's... That's how fast of a transition it kind of was. Like they were everywhere until they were nowhere. I know that the I know City Hall still has uh, two payphones av- really? available to the public. Yeah. Are they functional? Yep. Wow. I don't know what cool. the rates are though. I assume it's like twenty five cents, fifty cents, well, okay. something like that. I remember when it was the coolest thing if you could find a payphone that also took the prepaid card, because that was when SIM chips started being a thing. Hmm. Because originally it was like, yeah. you know, coins only, and then the new shiny upgraded ones came out, and those ones were like the oh, you can use a prepaid oh. card now. You don't have to carry change I I- anymore. But that is the. I, think I only saw the card ones like once or twice. Mm-hmm. That is the ever. the the ultimate recognizance of being a '90s kid is not like necessarily payphones, but like that you that we live in that shift. Uh, before the great technological shift, there was like still like analog things, and we still did a lot of things mm-hmm. through Remember analog. Remember when systems. phones were corded? Exactly, things yeah. uh, being corded. Uh, internet not existing. In uh, my day, lots of you had like to that. stand in the same place of the house to talk to someone on the telephone. I will yeah, tell or... you a funny anecdote about my grandfather. My grandfather, bless his soul, rest in peace, he told me once 
You knew what kind of kids lived in a house depending on the state of their corded phone's cord. Oh. And 100%, that's probably true. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> because like if if you were a house that respected order, that cord that, was that cord, perfect, pristine. It maybe had one or two kinks in it. Oh. But if you were a house of chaos, oh. the cord was a mixture of itself. The, the, the beginning became the end. Everything in the middle was curled up on itself. It was like a rat king of electronic wire. We mostly... And it was worthless. We mostly just and had the a only thing you could do cordless was phone. was pull the receiver away from the yeah. base to try to get it to work. But no. 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 My yep. my family mostly had a cordless phone that was in the kitchen, but I do remember especially. Now, uh, I don't even not, think you can get a corded phone. Not, Everything now is like wireless phones, nope, cell phones, no, iPads, hold on. iPods. Hold on, there's two things. One, first of all, I do remember like you know when you couldn't use the phone and the internet at the same time. Number two, oh, yeah. I also remember, uh, or not remember, there is a thing now. Um, do you remember like Fisher Price, like the phone company, uh, not phone company, the toy company, and they used to make this like fo- little kids phone with a face yeah, on it? Yeah, on wheels, and it it showed up in yes. Toy Story. They're remaking those. That's, they, they have a working phone of that. Yeah, they, they have a working phone of those. They, you connect it to, like via maybe Bluetooth or whatever, to your uh, cell phone for actual phone purposes, but you can dial using it, like using like the whole rotary system, and... Uh, you can t- you can talk using the receiver, but unfortunately, it also just looks too kid like. Like no one has that major nostalgia for for a kid's phone. You might have a nostalgia for like a corded phone for some reason, mm-hmm. but like an actual freaking like kid style thing. Nancy, that's yeah. just a toy. You Nancy, know? you should get it and hook it up to your iPad to make like Google Voice. Calls. Oh my god, no. <laughs> no? Well, what are you doing on your iPad? All, all you're doing on it is drawing. Is that all? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so Okay. <laughs> the worst. So, we're going to we're going to get into this weird iPad like rabbit hole that I've been in. So, I bought an iPad specifically for doing digital art on because I don't Imagine supporting I'm not part Apple. of the Apple ecosystem at all. I I don't <laughs> I don't That's have a reason for having an Apple iPad other than uh-huh, the fact uh-huh. that I wanted it for digital sure. artwork. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so I have gone through the rabbit hole of, okay, I went and I did the hardware research. I looked at a Surface. Did it work yeah. for me? No, I actually kind of hated it. Um, was there a suitable Android equivalent? No, there really isn't. Um, so in the end, the hardware study that I came down to was, I got to buy this. So I got it. I went and I looked around on the app store and I was like, oh, what do I want to buy for digital painting? Procreate seemed like it was the really big, uh, thing that everybody online was loving. And yes, it has a really cool interface, but there are things about it that really tick me off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I own a copy of Clip Studio Paint. I I should be able to use it on this, right? wrong Mm -hmm. if you want to use clip studio paint despite the fact that i own a license to it from my pc Mm -hmm. i cannot use it on the ipad if you want to use it on the ipad it's a monthly subscription and it's not on a pc it's a one-time purchase that's not even expensive it's like 30 bucks it is not expensive and it's well worth your money uh, it's like thirty bucks if it's on sale. It's yeah. closer to fifty or sixty, which is still it's not on sale. Completely still reasonable for, just for a really powerful yeah. piece of software that's still really but reasonable. You know but no, if you want to use it on your iPad, you gotta pay monthly. Yeah. What, what you, the heck? So what? What have you settled on in terms of a uh, art program? Oh, let me tell you, I caught wind of a free beta project that lets you mirror your PC to your iPad. So I that, found oh. it. And and it's here's the best part, it's wireless. So you don't mm-hmm. even need to plug it in if you don't want to. But the limitation is that it mirrors your screen. And if you have a screen that is larger than an iPad screen, which probably do if you're like us and you have huge monitors, 
You have to like take like clip studio paint exactly position it and then like make sure the edges are as big as you can make them because it's a mirror and the ipad only has so much resolution on it so Mm -hmm. you know that works perfect wait a minute hold Mm -hmm. on hold hold the fuck on do you have 1080p or 20 or 1440p monitors at home or do you have 4k i so on let's say my my gaming pc for example uh it's a gaming laptop it's an msi and the resolution on that is i think 1920 it's one of the weirder widescreen is it not a uh, 16 16 by 10 resolution it's either 16 by 10 or 16 by 9 it's probably i don't think the the 2020 Mm -hmm. 10 inch ipad Mm -hmm. it is 1620 by 2160 yeah so i don't have that one like rotated you could easily fit a 1080p screen Mm mm-hmm you could. What about iPad Mini? Is it an iPad Mini that you have? No, it's not. It is an iPad Pro, but that's not the resolution that it runs at. Um, it's the iPad Pro. It's an iPad Pro. I think I got it. It should have an even higher so, resolution. Then. Well, Spe- so I think what it's done here, and uh, if for some reason the people who run this project are listening, I doubt they are, can correct me. But what it does is it goes by size, like the physical size of the screen. Oh, hmm. I, I don't know the reasoning behind this, but you do lose a bit of resolution mirroring your screen to your PC monitor. You do lose a bit of that crispness because the, the pro screen is amazing. It is so, so pretty. But then you mirror it and then it's like, you know, some of that some of that details lost a bit. But I mean, the utility of it is really difficult to argue with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They've actually come out with a little hardware piece now. The same company has come out with a little USB-C dongle that you could plug into a PC or a Mac. And that turns your iPad into an extended desktop, which is even better. Wait, so you can use the iPad as literally another screen for your PC? Yes, and guess what I'll be doing for the next time I stream? Actually... That's actually kind of fantastic. So it I is. have a question I'm, through all if, this, though. Assuming assuming the latency is accepted. It is. Why, Even wireless, it's pretty good. Was there a reason why you didn't just go with a tablet? Um, Because I used like to a, have like a tablet, a dra- and I an never really tablet, yeah. got over, like a pen tablet, right? Like a Wacom tablet. Yeah. Um, I never really got over the fact that I wasn't drawing on the same thing I was looking at. I could do it. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm getting like, like I have a, uh, uh, like one where you draw on the screen, right? Oh, nice. Yeah. So why didn't you just get something? Dio like has that? one too. She has an XP Pen one. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't. Like, why did you go for an iPad hardware wise when you could have just gotten a uh, a tablet where you know, like a like a like a like a Oh my god, the term eludes me. It's just driving me insane. But like, like a screen tablet. A screen tablet, yeah, where yeah, you're drawing on the screen and it acts as another monitor and so on and so forth. Can I ask what the hardware support for those is like? Because in the beginning when I was first looking, there was there were more than one more than more than a small sample of people who piped up to say that the driver support for those dwindles very quickly after you buy a brand new one. Is that still true? So I can't say much about Dio's XP pen tablet, and I can't say anything about uh, Jay's. Uh, Dio's XP pen tablet, she's only had it for a little while, so time will tell. Mm. And I'm one of those those horrible people with expensive taste that when it comes to tablets will say, Wacom or nothing. Yes. Uh, because software support for Wacom is better in my experience, it's actually pretty good for the XP Pen stuff. It's, and the decli- it's, stuff it's these decline. Wacom's brand has actually declined a little bit recently. I don't. I can't remember exactly. They really what, have. What but it that, was? That's because they're stupidly expensive. Yeah, it, it, they are stupidly expensive on the hardware end, but it's also something to do with like their software actually sort of I think wasn't doing as well. Like their their driver side support wasn't as good recently i heard but My anyway tablet is over is almost 10 years old mm-hmm. and it's still got you can still download updated drivers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like as far as i can tell as far as i would say wacom support is doing very well because and even like <clears throat> my really old like my my 12 year old tablet 
you can still download the drivers for it. That tablet, it's a bamboo pen and touch. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Classic. Very basic tablet. Mm-hmm. Classic. Mm-hmm. But it's a great it's a great little tablet. It was a great little tablet, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you can still get the drivers for it. Support with Wacom has not been an issue. Hopefully, with XP pen and stuff, it's not so much of an issue either. Mm-hmm. But considering my, my medium-sized Intuos uh, with like an 8-inch drawing area... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was four hundred dollars brand new. Woof. Yeah. Compare that to Dio's fifteen inch drawing tablet, <laughs> a fifteen inch area. It's literally a laptop screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, for her, it was four hundred and fifty brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as another price comparison on mine, I want to see if I can find this real quick here. But so I bought modern my- tablets. Yeah. By any other, I bought mine. Uh, maybe. I don't know, but uh, almost a year ago, roughly. I don't remember exactly. No, actually, it's got to be less than that. It's probably only been about seven months. I don't know why I said a year. Um, but mine is like a 22-inch screen tablet. It's Huion. Uh Let me see if I can find it real quick. There it is. How much was it? It was about seven hundred. Uh huh. I don't know how much is it. How much was the iPad? Because iPads aren't exactly cheap either. Christ. Um. I mean, they are. are they are multifunctional in in a different respect as well. So I definitely you know. more powerful than than yeah having an extended screen. So here's the other thing is that it afforded me a lot more portability. Like I could just curl up on the couch with my iPad and just draw on it if I wanted to. Um, that's the thing about the iPad. That's the major difference yeah. here. And I guess that, that is, is the thing. go-to reason to get an iPad over another screen tablet. With a screen tablet or an Intos tablet, you do need a PC. You uh-huh. draw with an iPad. With the it same is the computer. Exactly. Do you draw with a default stylus, or did you get something that was like spe- specifically made stylus-wise for for art? Uh, so it gave you either different response. Did you get the app? It's an iPad Pro, so you have the Apple. Pen, I do. Right? Okay. And it's amazing. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Oh yeah. Anything. About I, I it, love it. The Apple Pen is as good as any Wacom stylus. It's very, very responsive. Like I did do the thing where I went and I tried every single one of them, and yeah, it blows everything out of the water hardware-wise. Um, Interesting. Like for for like the- that that type of format, right? Like I didn't really mm-hmm. look at screen tablets because I didn't want to be tied down to a PC at my desk. Let's say. The only valid criticism about the uh, about the Apple Pen mm-hmm. that I could have mm-hmm. is you do have to charge it up. I don't I don't consider that that valid of a criticism. I don't think that's a valid but criticism. You have to. It's not. You have to stick it. Don't you have to stick it in the lightning port of the iPad On, to charge it? Yes, if you have a Generation One Apple Pencil, this one is a two, and that just sticks on magnetically to the side, so it's basically charging whenever you store it. It has induction charging up when it's like just magnetically on the uh-huh. side. That's not bad. Okay, that actually is amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, that's why smart. I wanted that's this. Smart that's, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. So that's actually brilliant. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I, this this whole adventure. I, I am a huge has, Apple critic. <laughs> that's kind of good. yeah. I mean, I certainly I certainly had a lot of very heavy weighing of pros and cons before committing to this because this is legitimately the only Apple product I've ever bought myself mm-hmm. ever and it was worth honestly it. i have i have there's i think there's the ipad pro mini or the new ipad mini works with the apple pen or something mm-hmm. i have taken a cursory glance at that and briefly considered briefly but really it just comes down to i don't want to buy apple products yep <laughs> i i would rather go without than buy and apple i respect product. that for me and my needs at the time that I needed this, it made the most sense to buy it. And it has worked out so far pretty, pretty fantastically. Um, nice. I am, I am very, very pleased with the purchase. Funny story. My new job, because I just spent a week unemployed, actually. My week of unemployment was very fruitful and very creative and... Very restful, which I'm very grateful for. But my new job, which starts on Monday, 
is going to be on a MacBook Pro. They have sent me a MacBook Pro. It is currently... Oh my God. It is going to be the second item of, of Apple manufacture that sits in this house. But this one I didn't pay for. So I don't know if that counts. But it's sitting here in its box because as much as it is a shiny new tech item in my house and I love playing with shiny tech things, I am not allowed to use it until Monday morning at 8 a.m. God damn. It is the worst okay. feeling. You're just going to spend all what of the time. What do you mean you're not allowed? That's kind of dumb. You're just going because to enjoy it. if you're, I mean, yeah, you're more. You've been introduced to the ecosystem via your iPad, but like, if it was I mean, me, now. for example, I have no experience with Apple products. Uh, it's because it she be is weird. not legally a member of that company until that point in time. Yeah. Yeah, and but I mean, from I, under- a completely... I understand the, the the implications there, but like. I'm used to developing on a lin in a Linux machine. Linux machines that let you use them freely. From a a user comfortable like comfort standpoint, you would want your employee to be like somewhat fam- familiar with the machine they're about to use. Even yes, but if they break it before level. they're technically an employee, then you have to fire them before they're even hired. And how would that even work? I don't. I exactly. highly doubt that would be the case. I'd be like, I don't know. What if there was like something Basically, like like it can? I, I, what I'm trying to say to make it easy. To make it easy, that, they say don't touch it until Monday at 8 a.m. Sure, but that can still like I'm just saying that, that the product could still be damaged everything. in the box. I mean, okay. If, if it's damaged in the box, then it's damaged in the Let box. Let me clarify: the machine is in perfect condition. I am not allowed to use it, despite the fact that I can turn it on. Okay. Like, chances are, the account that would be set up for Nancy wouldn't even be activated until that point in time. Agree. You know, that's, that's accurate. And also, Ideally. I don't have login credentials. I can turn this on all I want, but I literally can't log in to use the, the, the laptop in any way, shape, yeah, or yeah. form. All so right. anyway. Sure. That's just been like the last 24 hours of me sitting here going, there's this shiny new thing. It's in my house. I am not allowed to explore it in the very least before starting on Monday. So you are a Linux user. You are a Mac user. Are you a Windows 11 user? So my gaming PC decided to pop up with a notification this week that said, hey, you're ready for upgrade to Windows 11. And I hovered my mouse over that button for a little bit and, and just like very nervously went, do I really want to become no. a user? Don't do an it. early adopter of Windows 11. Don't do it. And my very Never. practical side said, no, don't do it. Early adopters always get screwed and wait for things to get a lot better before doing it. So I haven't yet. So I'm not doing it because the initial build, the initial public release of Windows 11 uh, made AMD CPUs uh, anywhere from like 10 to 20 percent slower. I heard about that. And then their patch to address that made AMD CPUs even slower. Oh, no. I thought they fixed it. Uh, They might have by now, but I'm going to give it a solid until I can't use 10 anymore uh, before I try out 11. That's that's gonna be how long are they uh, expected to support ten until the end of life? Oh, hit? years. It's got years. Uh, based off of how the initial end of life is going to be in a couple years. Mm. Yeah, but the so, actual like the, the actual we are no longer ever supporting this product ever again, like Windows Seven or Windows XP, XP. kind of style. <laughs> it's probably got five. Like, I years don't even have TPM if I had, if I had to enabled. Guess. Mm-hmm. So I literally cannot upgrade right now. Hmm. Okay. If if I tried to upgrade, it would be like, oh, you don't have TPM. We're going to undo everything. You're going to go back to Windows 10. And I would be like, okay. Yeah. All right. But like, are there really any compelling reasons to upgrade? No. Well, then, Uh, like, Not that I know of. (laughs) So, So Sean has bravely, bravely agreed to beta test this for me. And I'm talking... We both just opened up our laptops this week to perform a minor amount of surgery to make sure that it has two extra terabytes in it, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Guitar picks are the most indispensable thing ever for if you ever need to open up an aluminum laptop that has Mm -hmm. like a million clips around the edges to prevent you from opening it. 
Nice. Um, guitar picks, best thing in the world. But, you know, we just did that this week. Um, we, we did a lot of, like, really nice quality of life upgrades to stuff just all around the house this week. And that was one of sure. them. And so immediately after that, he goes, oh, hey, I have enough room to download the Windows 11 update. Mm, why not? Clicks yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, please don't fry the laptop right after we added two terabytes to it. It wouldn't fry the laptop. It wouldn't fry it. It also didn't break anything, at least that he's noticed so far. Um the most disorienting. Like the worst case scenario is that it makes you angry and you install Gen. Nancy, you know what you sh- you need to do once you get access to your work laptop? What is install <laughs> install like a Gen two. Uh, <laughs> a virtual machine running Windows uh, ten and then have that upgrade to Windows eleven. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing: I've been told uh-huh. by ex coworkers of mine who are actually going to be uh, coworkers of mine again on Monday mm-hmm. um, that. There have been intrepid individuals who have gotten their MacBook Pro to dual boot yeah. Linux, Ubuntu specifically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's that's dedication. And they're like, yeah, I don't know if they still do it or if it's really worth the trouble, but that is a possibility. And then someone else also threw the fact that you can also run Windows Yep. On MacBooks now. So, yeah. like, there's no shortage of things to do if it turns out that someone absolutely despises macOS. But is it worth the effort to do that within the first week of working somewhere? It is for games. Uh, honestly. If that's all you have. If all you have is a, is a Mac, but you want to play games, dual boot Windows onto it so that it's you can It's a work MacBook. Games. Why are you playing games on right? it? Right. Mm, why not? Maybe it's the only computer you have for some reason. It's the only gaming-worthy computer you have because Macs have decent specs for gaming. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I don't think there's a MacBook out there right now with a dedicated graphics card. If, I think uh, there is. If anyone here is an, is an Apple nerd, please correct us if we're wrong. I would actually like to know. I probably am wrong. There's probably one out there that has like a GTX 1660, and it's probably like $8,000. Oof. But... So... So know. they my my anti Macism is showing. Right I know, now. Uh-huh. and so here's the thing: because I knew that this job would involve Macs as your actual day to day machine, I went and I paid attention to the new streaming event that was like a couple weeks ago, where they talked about their brand new ones and how the M1 chip is in capitals. So great. Oh, right. They're all using the M1 chips right now. So, no, they won't actually have, like, an NVIDIA or AMD GPU. No. They will literally have whatever GPU is. Yeah, it's just, like, the the, the GPU built into the mm-hmm. M1. So, the way the M1s work, if so, I understood yeah, no. them properly, is that they have unified memory, which means they just have one giant pool of RAM, and the chip just decides uh, which part of the RAM that they're using for whatever task. And um, if those hype claims are to be believed, apparently these machines barely need to turn their fans on ever. Yeah, M1 M1 chips are pretty efficient, and they're they're power efficient. They're resource efficient. So, Jay, here's the thing. Just because you can put Windows on there, Mm -hmm. that's Windows for ARM, and none of your games are going to run on that. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the other thing, is that it's an entirely different architecture, so stuff that we currently have wouldn't work on it. That's a new... Thankfully. That's a new Thankfully, my MacBook is not one of the brand new ones, because I'm pretty sure demand and supply are... Well, demand is very high. Supply is quite low right now for the brand new ones. So I didn't end up getting one of those. Uh, M1 chips have been around for about two years at this point, I believe. Everything else doesn't use an M1 chip. That's the availability level for everything else. So it's more likely that you have just, you know, like uh, uh, their prior builds. You have, I think I have a Core i7 have a three or four-year-old Intel. Yeah. You have a three-year-old i7 with integrated graphics. Yeah. So that's not a gaming Oh, no, no, no. No, it would not be. No. No. It doesn't no, have to don't, be a, don't buy Macs for gaming. It does not have to be a gaming beast. That is something that I'm going to rail against because even though I have an expensive ass gaming computer, you do not then need... Then buy a Raspberry Pi for gaming. You don't need an expensive 
computer to play games. Buy the Steam Deck. If you need, if you need a triple, if if you're going out only on triple A's and you need amazing graphics or something like that, or you want to future proof yourself to the end of time, if you're running off triple A's, definitely use the the Raspberry Pi. But obviously, get at least twelve minutes off of dub off of triple A batteries. But obviously. 99% 99% of games are not triple A games. You can have a lot of fun playing games off of like Epic and Steam and whatever other uh, 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 game hubs that are available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can use those on, again, like dual booting on a Mac or running a machine that's like older hardware wise. It's not a problem. So don't be gatekeeping on games because of hardware you don't need to do it that way don't that's fair that's fair i play with friends don't i play with friends that have are playing on apple and they do dual boot and we play steam games together okay we play fast most people don't go through the effort of dual booting uh back when i did dual boot it was a huge pain to ever like if i was working on anything on linux and then someone was like, hey, I want a game. And I'm like, but I'm working on things and I don't want to boot into the windows and I have to shut everything down. And, uh, uh, they're saying way too much effort, way too much effort. But I mean, if, if you just, if you're going to be gaming on the, the hardware that you have, you make it work. Or you find a way. You find a way. Where there's a and will, there's speaking a way. Speaking of a way, mm-hmm. we will make our way to the next episode next week. Have a happy Halloween. Be safe. Be good. I hope you had a happy Halloween, everybody. Goodbye. May you have all the best candy. Be a goblin. May the Tootsie Rolls be plentiful and the heavy-ass cans of pop be cold. May you get full-size candy bars, my friends. Full-size. House. Because that's what you deserve. Face. Go to the rich Absolutely. neighborhoods. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. True. Good night, everyone.